We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years Radio on the Spotify Green Room app. Quite an eventful Wednesday in Warriors land, Andy. We are obviously recording this uh, Wednesday, September 22nd, 8 p.m. Hopefully there's going to be no news after this. We've only got like four different news breaks in the last 24 hours. So hopefully we're good. You know, this, this pod will stay relevant for at least 24 hours. But my God. I don't even know where to start. Do we start with Joey Lightyears? Joey, I don't. I'm just trying to enjoy. We had 80 degrees in that stuff the last two days. 80, 85 degrees. I'm just trying to enjoy the weather. Enjoy, you know, no hoops for a little while till the season gets started. Sam, but no, nope. We've got just a, a battalion of chuckleheads on the Warriors that we now have to talk about. Not have to talk about. Starting with uh, uh, with our boy Joey. Just he's just out there spewing every day. He's got no, no, some new to spew, and uh, today just. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't miss Sam. He doesn't miss. What did he say today? What, what did he do now? First off, Joey needs to just come clean, admit he has a burner, and then start tweeting publicly what he's really thinking. Like our old friend Kevin Durant. Once KD let it go, look how much happier he's been. So, I think <laughs> by now it's abundantly clear Joe Lacob reads and sees everything. I mean, he's been known right. to respond to fan emails. He's been known to go on talk shows and do whatever. And our most recent thing was he gave some quotes to Rusty Simmons, which he thought were off the record, by the way. And, well, he's got a nice little tampering fine. First person ever to get tampered slandering his own team and making his trade talks, trade targets worse. So I'm going to read the quotes he said, okay? Oh, boy. In an interview with the Chronicle – Warriors owner Joe Lacob said in reference to defensive player of the year candidate in Philadelphia. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a great way to avoid a tampering fine, bro. While being careful not to get fined for tampering. I think we are always looking at everything to see if we can improve our team. We would always look. Later, he says, in some ways, it doesn't really fit what we are doing. He makes a lot of money. And can he finish games? I don't know, Lacob said. He's very talented. The problem is we have Draymond. Draymond and him are very similar in the sense that neither one really shoots and they do a lot of playmaking. 
That's one issue. The salary structure is another. Just let's start here. Why? Why? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Let's start with why. And let's start with why the hell do we need to hear Joe Lacob talk about basketball? As far as I'm concerned, Joe Lacob knows about as much as basketball as everyone else in this chat. He is not, he has never played in the NBA, never coached in the NBA. He's never been uh, an analytics person in the NBA. He is never. I, 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 nothing. He just owns, he owns a basketball team and he's a billionaire, which is amazing, which is great. And he's brought three titles, helped own a team that's won three titles. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, the basketball logistics, I do not need to hear Joe Lake up on that at all. But that's not even the most interest. That's, I don't even think that's the most interesting part. So like <laughs> one, he's just letting everyone know he's very involved in basketball ops. Like, you know, Silicon Valley, Jerry <laughs> Jones over here. Just making all the decisions. Like, I feel like it's been creeping this way for a few years now. You know, at first it was like, oh, we have Jerry West. We have Bob Byers. We have Travis Schlank. And we come to a decision of consensus. And I'm just here to ask questions. And then, you know, a few years later, all of a sudden it's Joe Lacob telling everyone who's on his big board at all times. And, you know, how excited he is about wingspan. As you know, we love wingspan, Andy. <laughs> and, um. This, this latest insane. this latest quote is just like, man, what are you gaining here? All you're doing is kind of pissing off players, to be honest. Like, he kind of made fun of Draymond for no reason. He's kind of yes. like, yeah, Draymond doesn't really yes. shoot the ball. We already got one of those type of guys. And then he's just like, he's putting down Ben Simmons, both of which, by the way, are repped by maybe the most powerful agent in the NBA. Like, what is the game here? Um Friend of the show, George Sedano, put out a tweet. He's like, what, is, what positive is to be gained by saying this publicly? Uh, and we're going to have George on the show in the next week or so. But, like, that pretty much sums it up. Like, even if Joe Lacob is right, and just to be clear, I, I kind of disagree with him on the basketball of it. But, like, whatever. We can disagree. What is the gain from publicly making this statement? <laughs> I'm like, I'm speechless. And the, the craziest part too, is that we've heard Joe talk about random stuff throughout the last few years, but it's always been the raw, raw kind of positive. We're going to spend all this money. We're light years ahead. We can do this. Hey, we're going to do this during COVID where we test every single game before every single game and test every single person. So we can bring back in, in arena fans, right? Like that type of stuff where like, you and I said, we're, we're all about it. We're like, cool. Like Joe Lacob's doing good stuff. This is all, this is all great. But then you turn into now it's more about this. Now it's more about, well, you know, I actually don't care about Ben Simmons. I actually don't want him because X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, you're not Travis Schlank. You're not Jerry West. Hell, you're not even Bob Myers. Like we, I just, I, I'm hung up on that because I don't need the team that own the guy that owns the team doing anything other than signing paychecks. And then that's it. And he signed the highest, he signed the most paychecks ever for any owner. So kudos to him. But when it comes to making basketball decisions, that's the spot that spot that confuses me the most. And now we're seeing more and more and more of that. And I think it's, it's happened with James Wiseman. One of the reasons why they drafted him and was so high on him and never budged and never really looked to trade back or look at anyone else is because Lakeup loves him. Right. And, and it's nothing against Wiseman. It's just, why is Lake up making wow, that decision? Rooting, rooting for a kid to fail. You're a monster. 
again, yet again, that's what I am. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the question I want to ask the listeners, and actually I'd be curious, if any of you can think of an example, by all means, call in and, uh, you know, I'll give you a free t-shirt if you can give me a good example of this. Name the last owner who was this involved in player personnel, and it worked out well for the team. Like, you got to go back to, like, Al Davis in the 70s. And that was, like, before sports organizations were, like, big business and cutting edge. Like, yes, he was the owner slash coach slash GM. Find me one example in the modern era. Someone says Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones wasn't the GM when they won, man. Jerry Jones actually is a lot like Lacob. Bought the team, hired smart people, became a dynasty, and then thought he was ready to be the GM of the team. And since then, the Cowboys, I mean, they haven't been awful, but they haven't been good. You know, they haven't sniffed a Super Bowl since Jerry became head of football ops. So that's one thing I want to talk about. So that's always worrisome for me because it's like, I think the Warriors have a lot of smart people. I think they run a pretty first-class organization, a lot of of positives with the Warriors, but it's just like, man, I don't need the owner this front and center at all times selling and telling us how he's making basketball decisions. Do you want to talk about Ben Simmons? Uh, No, because we've done it a million times. Uh, The the correct take is that if the Warriors can get Ben Simmons for just Andrew Wiggins and picks, they should do it. Uh, If it's going to be for the boat, maybe not, but that should be the correct take. The wrong take is that Draymond and Ben Simmons can't play together. That's objectively true, Sam. Yeah, we we have maybe <laughs> ten hours of podcasts on this. Just just scroll through the feed, guys. But like, I, I mean, honestly, when has the Warriors playing Steph and Clay with a bunch of high IQ guys who are multi positional not worked? You guys are acting like Iguodala and Looney are like big time shooting threats. Like, relax. You know, it's, this isn't really like they've never really had that much shooting. Honestly, in a perfect world, they have both shooting and playmaking. But they can get away with playmaking around the two great shooters they have. They can get away with shooting around the great shooters they have. What they can't get away with is Kelly Oubre around the shooters that they have. They can't get away with a guy <laughs> no. who neither who neither makes shots or passes the ball, right? Like, I didn't like, see like, that one. like Juan Toscano. I was just gonna say, like Juan Toscano Anderson is less talented than Oubre, but Juan Toscano Anderson takes ten takes a tenth of a second to survey the floor and be like, hmm. I could drive headfirst into the lane or I could wait for Steph to come open. I'll pass to Steph, you know, like literally that's it. Take an open shot or pass it to Steph or clay. We're good. And okay, I don't want so to you're get talking- into like the, I don't even want to get into the obvious things about how he'd upgrade the defense, make it easier for them to get into transition. And he might even provide some sort of interior offense, but yes. Do you think we can, do you think we at this point could probably do a dissertation because we talk so much about it, just about why Ben Simmons on the Warriors works. I think we could do a body paragraph, you know, kind of do a thesis, kind of do the whole thing, counter argument, kind of do the conclusion. Like we could do a whole thing. I can, I, I can do 10 pages at least. Single spaced. Give me a give me a whiteboard. I'll draw it on the whiteboard. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Coach Sam. Yeah, the the other irony because um, it's like the Warriors want to play a read and react style, and then you don't understand how adding a guy who uh, is tailor made to play kind of an up tempo read and react style wouldn't work. But anyway, whatever. We know this. I, We've I, talked about the, this. The, There's a lot the, of pods on this. 
in my, in my, yeah, and the last thing I would say, the reason why someone like the coach Steve Kerr, whomever wouldn't like it, is it's not because of the play. I, it's not because of the shooting or lack thereof. It's oh, because yeah, of who Ben Simmons yes. is. Like, like, come on. Yes, that's actually – that is a great <laughs> point. If I was to make, a, um, make an educated guess on why I think um, Steve Kerr is probably anti this, it's probably because he doesn't think Ben Simmons is coachable. He thinks if he gets in Ben Simmons' ear, he's going to pout. Because, I mean, what's he doing right now, right? I mean, it's probably, he's probably right. He's probably right. And so I, I can't get mad at that. But at least then we're identifying the real issue, which is you don't think you can get him to, quote, unquote, sacrifice or adapt. That's a legitimate question to me, and yeah. that makes yeah. me a little scared. It's not a skill set thing. High IQ yeah. players with Steph and Clay are going to work. Um, yeah. yeah. All right, let's keep moving. Now, the small forward the Warriors have right now uh, has some different issues. Andy, care to go into it? It is September twenty second, twenty twenty one. COVID <laughs> has been uh, has been happening and is still happening for almost two years now. And Andrew Wiggins uh, being paid an ex an absurd amount of money to play professional sports, where it's pretty much required at this point. And plays in the city were has were apparently Sam. Did you see? Did you know this? Lowest lowest COVID rates, San Francisco, uh, unvaccinated, unvaccinated, and uh, apparently apparently there's a shot that he won't play, won't be able to play home games. Yeah, <laughs> that he won't be able to play home games because he's unvaccinated. Or not. I don't know whether that's going to happen or not. But just the thought, just the fact that that's true as of today is unbelievable to me. It's, it's unbelievable to me. It, I'm, I'm going to actually, Sam, please take this before I uh, blow up. <laughs> I can hear how mad you are. Um, look, I, I understand uh, different people have different thoughts on things, but I kind of thought the mandate from your employer when you make that much money was going to kind of put an end to it. I thought it was going to be pretty obvious. Instead, he's apparently applying for a religious exemption. And then even from the NBA, one. And then the city of San Francisco has to approve it. I personally think that's pretty lame. Like, normal people are doing whatever they can do to move on with it and having to get the shot to go to work. And Wiggins is opposing it and asking for exemptions just because he feels like it. It feels, again, like one of those, like, one set of rules for the rich people, one set of rules Mm -hmm. for everyone else, you know? That sort of thing kind of bugs me. I don't know what else to say about it. Like, I really don't get it, but he's not doing himself any favors. It's not like he's publicly stated why he doesn't want to get it or anything. And it's just another reason. Um, it's I, like, that's you're angry. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm pulling, I'm playing disappointed <laughs> dad right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like you make the point. I mean, it's not like he's doing his Kyrie Irving. Like he's not coming out here and saying the world is the earth is flat and like talking about some BS, right? Like we don't hear from Wiggins. We never hear from Wiggins. Apparently he's talked to, they've tried to educate him the best way possible. And again, I guess he can do whatever he wants, but with that comes consequences, and the consequences are that he's not going to be able to play basketball 40 games of the season. I, Sam, don't actually think it's going to happen. He's probably going to get it. He's probably going to play, or he's going to get an exception. He's going to be able to play. Like I, My thought is that he's going to be fine for the beginning of the season, but I think the fact that this is an actual issue is, is pretty pathetic. Um, it, it's just 
it, it's pretty common knowledge. Uh, and so, you know, it's, it's a little sad. Yeah, I guess it's, it's a little sad. And it's, um, I guess we knew this about Andrew Wiggins because he said it uh, when the season was still going. Uh, and, and I guess that hasn't changed. So with, like you said, a week before training camp starts, I mean, the Warriors have to get off to a good start. And, and we might not think that Angel Wiggins is this great player, but they need him to win basketball games. Like they just can't, they can't just not have Wiggins to start the season and expect to, you know, be a, be the same team. He is an integral part of the basketball team. They need him to win. And, uh, and, and he knows that, right. And he how's, knows that. So if, he, yeah. I was going to say, how's Fitz going to spin this? <laughs> I don't know. I actually don't know. I actually it's don't know. Fitz going to tell the viewers that they're bad people for judging him. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, Fitz, Fitz an extension of Joe Lacob, so it's like if 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 Joe can't be happy about this, <laughs> so I'm, oh, actually, maybe he is. If they don't have to pay him, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's <laughs> it's disappointing. I'm I'm with you. I don't think it's actually going to be anything, but it's like. It's frustrating to read this come out less than six days from camp opening. It's like he still doesn't he doesn't want to get vaccinated, you know? Oh, come on, man. Come on, Wiggins. Come on, man. You didn't do all this you didn't do all this work to rehab your image just to, to have this happen again. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, okay. Should we get to some callers? <laughs> yeah, let's get to some callers, man. Let's get the goons up. All right, we're ready to take anything. Hit and lead off, Ryan. Ryan, what's up, my man? Hey, nothing much. Just laughing at the comedy that's been the NBA today. Somehow, the Warriors made uh, the Timberwolves hold their beer. I don't know how, but we managed to do it. I'm just at the point where it's like, get Andrew Wiggins off the team. He. 30 million and you're not even willing to get fucking vaccinated. You're making 30 million dollars. And you just take the shot, man. But I guess he does have poor shot selection, so <laughs> it is what it is. I'm just Make at the delivery. point. And also, guys, thoughts on Cat's fit with the Warriors if he shakes loose cuz it seems like he was kind of flabbergasted at the Timberwolves today. Okay, so um we actually discuss Ryan, appreciate the calling. We actually discussed that on premium on the premium podcast, which should drop by tomorrow. Some editing. Shout out Tim for getting that done. Um should we take it right now? A little bit? I, I, yeah, I, I think a little teaser, I think there's one teaser, thing I want to say. Teaser, but check out the premium. 
Check out the premium for more of it, but we'll give you a little tease today. I don't think – I don't think Cat's going anywhere. Um, so I, I, that, that's the one thing I'll say. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they're – you know, we're, we're another bad front office move or two away from them actually wanting to trade Cat. Uh, but if he is available, that is a phenomenal perennial all-star player who fits perfectly with the Warriors. So, um, all right, let's keep moving. Kabir, what's up, man? Hello? Wait, can you guys hear me? <laughs> Always like new- we oh, can there hear we you. Oh, there man. we go. Well, I just want to say I'm the first time calling in. I've been listening for a while. You guys are great. I've been super happy with all the stuff that you guys have been coming out with. I just yep. had one question about... Why does it seem like the Warriors have the most variance out of like any team in the league in terms of like what people's views are of them? Ooh, that is a great question, Kabir. And by the way, we appreciate you listening and calling in. So Andy, why don't you give your take? Why do you think that the Warriors kind of have, I don't know, dude, some people think they're a contender. Some people think they're a 10 seed. It's just such. Yeah. And I think they're in the middle. Um, I think they're going to end up probably a five seed um, with, with potential for more. I also thought they could be a five seed last season. Uh, health. That's the variance is that you have no idea what Clay Thomas is going to look like. We don't even know what James Wiseman is going to look like. We forgot to bring that one up, Sam, at the beginning of the podcast We've because it just got buried, but he's not going to be playing in, to start right in training camp. So it's it just, we have no idea. Uh, what these guys are going to look like as much as James Wiseman is young, they do need him to give good minutes by, you know, December, January. We don't know. Uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins. Now we don't know whether he's going to play or not. Otto Porter's injury prone. We don't know. Right. Um, And so just most of this team, Jordan Poole, uh, who knows how good he'll be. Is he going to be better? Is he going to be about the same? And then they've got rookies on the team. So the variance is that we know what Steph and Draymond are going to look like. We truly don't know what anyone else yeah, I mean, you're right. It starts with Clay. The people who are optimistic think he's going to come back and be kind of like some facsimile of the Clay we remember. And boom, old Warriors times are back. Splash Bros running off the of screens. Draymond shoveling passes to him. Watch out. Uh, the people who are skeptical are like, I don't know, man. He broke both of his legs. And Otto Porter has a degenerative hip. And Looney's had four billion hip surgeries. And Draymond's older. And all that sort of stuff. So you're right. It's just, it's just health, man. Like when you look at um, Denver, you don't assume that they're going to have any bigger health issues than than Murray being out. Like you kind of think Jokic is going to be there. Michael Porter Jr. is going to be there. You think they're going to be fine. With the Warriors, it's like, I don't know. I could see a world in which they catch fire and they're the best team in the West. I could see a world in which everyone's hurt and it's just miserable and somehow they get Kai Bowman back. Hey, come! Hey, relax, R- relax. Okay, gee, <laughs> that threw me for a loop. Uh, yeah, I, I think you're you're right. I Too think miserable. Denver, <laughs> Denver. That one's a good comp. Denver and Portland's up there too. I, I think those two teams are what I think they have a higher floor than the Warriors. Like I just think in a scenario of a hundred, maybe in most scenarios next season, those teams are going to be better. Yeah, it's just hard to see. Like you know, Jokic will Jokic will be healthy and he'll do his Jokic thing, and that wins you some games. That wins you a lot of games, to be honest. Huh? So, huh? yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I hear I mean, what you're saying. Okay, but but like in the war, but like in the postseason, and you get the next guy up here in the postseason. I, I just think if the Warriors, let's say they hit that 80th percentile scenario, uh, they they're better than those two teams, Denver and Portland. So, and I think that's the tier that they're in. And same with Dallas. You know, that's that's kind of the tier that they're in right now. Yeah, 
Yeah, something like that. All right, keep moving. Nathan, what's up, man? First thing, man, is uh, Curb, Myers, and Lacob, every time they talk, they stick their foot in their mouth. They need to stop talking so much. They always put their foot in their mouth. But the question is, if Wiggins really refuses and he really can only play away games, does that force their hand to trade him? And what is the lowest common denominator trade that you would take for him in that situation? Oh, that's tough. That That's tough. Um, I, I think the, so, okay, a couple of things. Um, uh, number one, I don't, I don't think that it'll get to that. That's kind of worst case scenario. Right. But let's, let's play with the hypothetical. Um, let's say they are, uh, let's say he is playing half the games. What is his trade value even? So the first thing is, what is his trade value even if he is playing the games, right? I don't think it's that high anyway. I don't think teams are bending over backwards to get themselves Andrew Wiggins. Now, if if teams are saying you only get maybe half a season at Andrew Wiggins, I guess it depends the location. But let's say you're only going to get a few, like you're not going to get the full version of Andrew Wiggins. What team even wants that, right? Because you got to take into account who he is. Oh, you got a scenario. You got a team. Okay. Like, what about, like, local laws? Like, Florida probably doesn't have the same sort of restrictions. You know, like, is there somebody from, like, the magic that might take him for something, you know? That's the thing. Uh, that That's the thing. I don't, I, why? That, that's always been the hard part about Andrew Wiggins. Here's the thing. It's not like the Warriors haven't shopped Wiggins the last few years. As much as they say that they like him, they've shopped the guy. It's like the same thing that they did for Kelly Oubre. They've shopped him. Now, there may have been trade offers on the table. There have been trade offers on the table for Andrew Wiggins. I know there was one in the last draft. Uh, but it was it was not a good one, right? At least the Warriors didn't think it was a good one. I think it was something revolving around, um, in, interestingly enough, Julius Randle, actually. Um, and it was kind of a salary dump move from, from last year. And the Warriors just said no. They didn't actually think Julius Randle was going to be that good. You got to remember that. Um, and so I just don't think that there's just a trade that provides value back to them that the Warriors think that they have. And then the final thing is the Warriors also overvalue everything that they have. They just, they love who they have. And uh, they want a lot more than what I think teams are willing to give. Um, but does that come really down if he only plays 40 games? Like, does it force their hand? It, it's worse. <laughs> I think Yo. it becomes even worse, right? Uh, are you back, Sam? Are you back? I hope I'm back. I hope I'm back. Let's give it one more try here. Nathan, appreciate you. I'm sorry I couldn't listen to that call for the most part. Let's try one more person. He was, he was, he, okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's keep it rocking. Good call, Nathan. Aaron, you there? Can you hear me, Sam? I can hear you. I can hear you. Yo, what's up, y'all? Uh, a big fan of y'all's podcast and y'all's work. Um, excuse the noise yeah. in the background. I'm, tra- I'm I'm traveling to my to the hospital right now. Nothing bad. It's just work. But uh, legend, uh, legend. Um, speaking of which, I'm an RN, and I, it's interestingly enough, you guys are talking about the vaccines, and I had my own disposition in which I had to make a decision. And although I'm affiliated with a religion that doesn't necessarily um, encourage vaccinations or any blood work, um, I decided to end up taking the vaccine regardless. But how much of a a factor you, do you think Sam or Andy is in all of this as much of it being a mandate rather than as opposed to Florida or Texas or very liberal with the COVID mandates? Oh, man. Andy, are you there? 
Yeah, I'm with you. Whew, that, I mean, that was good. It was just rough. The quality was rough. Yeah, Aaron, uh, if you get to somewhere that is um, stable, you can, or by all means, call back in. But the connection was rough there. So um, I don't really feel comfortable talking about the religious aspect because I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know what Wiggins. We Wiggins beliefs are and by all means, you know, um, I, I believe people should be able to believe what they want to believe. So, you know, on, on some level, it's a little more complicated than that. I think what's di- what's disappointing about the Wiggins scenario is yeah, it appears that there's not been a lot of communication with regards to it. Like it's it doesn't appear to be a dialogue between the team and Wiggins. As much, which is which is a little more disappointing, you know. You'd like to know, I guess, a little more about why he's fundamentally opposed before making a comment, right? Like, like Andy and I feel a little similar on this. I think where we're both like, I, it's just vaccine hesitancy is not like really a thing for me or you, right? Um, but I, I just like I, I, I wish I, I wish we knew more about it. To be honest with you, um, but and the other thing is. Look, he asked about kind of the location of where you were. Angel Wiggins has been playing for the Warriors for two plus seasons. He's been living here. Did, did he? Did he just not think that? Oh, you know what? You know, maybe where I'm from. Uh, let's say, for example, he lives in Florida, right? Which is what Nathan said uh, earlier. Let's say he lives. See, I don't know where he lives. There. Uh, whether you get vaccinated or not, you can. You can who? But Wiggins has been here for two plus years. He knows that in SF, you need to be able to be vaccinated to go to a bar. You got to show. I went to I went to Marty Ty over the weekend, Sam. I need to show proof of vaccination. You know, if I didn't want to get it, then I don't get to go to a restaurant. It's that simple. It's how SF works. It's I, I, I'm yeah, not arguing. I mean, I'm not arguing about your beliefs. I'm just saying in San Francisco, you need to show that if you want to eat somewhere. Right. So this is a similar scenario. You need to show that if you want to play basketball. Did he just not know that? That's not even possible. Yeah, I, the the only thing, uh, the other thing I'll point out is he's from Toronto, which is a very liberal city, and he played in Minnesota and Minneapolis, which is also a very liberal city. So I don't think this is necessarily like a there cultural thing. Like I don't think he's coming from the deep south, where there's a deeper hesitancy with it. I I, I don't know what's driving his hesitancy. I don't actually feel comfortable commenting on it to be. To be perfectly frank, yeah. Yeah. It, it, the whole thing's just a little disappointing because it's the rules are the rules for California teams. We've known them for months. Uh, we knew everything was heading this way. It kind of sucks to hear about it like the day before camp starts <laughs> or the week before camp starts. I, hey, um, hey, end of day. I, I, my goal, Sam, is I wish the Warriors would win a lot more basketball games. And for that to happen, Andrew Wiggins needs to play basketball. That's end of day. Right. I can you can argue about the efficacies of the vaccine or whatever. I'm not going to do that. I just want the Warriors to win more basketball games. And uh, that kind of requires Wiggins <laughs> to actually follow the rules. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Two way wigs, baby. Two way wigs. <laughs> um, all right. Let's get to the next caller. Hey, guys. How's it going? Alex, what's up, man? So no matter how bad. The, yeah, I got you, Sam. Can you hear me? Sam is struggling today. Yeah, he's good. bro. You're good. No matter what uh, the Warriors had in terms of PR hits today, it was not as bad as what happened to the A's and just how badly they mismanaged the rollout of their season tickets and the fact that they've basically doubled their prices in like a two-year span 
for their season tickets. And it kind of also led me wonder with Lake being fine, like, is this in the realm of possibility for the Warriors or did they jack it up so much at the Chase Center as people went into it that like you can't really go too much higher too quick here because of the fact that the Chase Center is still so new. Okay. So verse me a little bit on the Oakland stuff. So Uh, yeah, yeah. basically today the A's like the Giants have been pumping out their season ticket promotions for next year for almost a month now. And obviously they they're able to tie it to the postseason, but the A's fans had been asking like for updates on their season tickets all the way up until today. They finally get an email from the A's and like basically the prices for a lot of their seats had doubled from the last time that like fans actually had their season tickets in 2019 for the 2022 season. And so all of a sudden now like a ticket, I was seeing people on Twitter saying like their ticket that cost $430 for a seat in 2019 now costs eight hundred and thirty dollars for twenty twenty two, and like obviously there's a there's a thought here that the A's are putting a masterclass type of spin on basically like setting off like self immolation basically on their way out the door. Like Jesus, we just want to wipe everything. It turns into A's slander. What happened? I was <laughs> I was saying this was a perfect question that you were going to love with what happened today, Sam. Andy was hearing me say this. <laughs> Uh, I keep going. He's, he's asking, but he's asking I, about I the A season tickets, about them doubling, Sam. That that that's pretty much what it is. I, I heard that part of it, but keep going, Alex. I, I apologize. And, <laughs> no, but just the point being, like, that's not something that like the Warriors could feasibly do because of how much the tickets raised at the Chase Center right before all of this happened, right? Like, what what's like everybody's probably going to raise their tickets a little bit, just kind of in standard inflation. But you can't use ticket prices if you're the Warriors to make up for the lost revenue just because of how much you've already been raising them. Yeah, I mean, it's... Okay, so obviously I missed the first part of your question. I apologize for that, Alex, and to the listeners who have to listen along to me ask you to reiterate it. Um, but so so is the, so is the point behind this, are, are we trying to get to like what the Warriors are going to do to make up for lost revenue? That would be, I guess, the general premise. Yeah, okay. that's kind of the big picture there. And especially in light of, you know, my my point was... Hey, the Warriors PR is bad today, but it's not as bad as the A's. Well, it's worse than the A's PR because no one pays attention to the A's PR. So that's that is very true. <laughs> Andy, Andy's chuckling on mute. But I, anyway. I literally, I literally laughing because I asked Alex, like, "Hey, what what actually happened? I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I appreciate Alex's question. So I do think actually this ties back to the Lakeup thing. So Lakeup keeps mentioning in interviews salary structure, right, and. I'm actually okay with Lacob trying to control fan expectations on spending. He's just trying to do this thing where it's like, guys, we can't just keep adding max player on top of max player. Like there's gotta be some sort of limit. Right. And that's clearly a response to the pandemic and their finances being ruined. And again, I'm okay with, I'm okay with the Warriors saying like, okay, we're not going to like, destroy the salary cap uh we're just going to be the highest spending team in the league but then it brings up kind of the question that i feel like andy and i have gone back and forth with the whole time which is if you're not going to outspend everyone well then we still have a right to ask what exactly it is you're paying for right now because you have a high payroll and i don't see exactly a first place team 
Yeah, I, I I agree with all points. Now, the 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 one thing I push back on also is if you're going to, in essence, talk about how much money you're going to spend and then say how much money you're not willing to spend after COVID, I think it's fair to just say it and then just stop saying it. <laughs> we don't need to hear Lakeup come out here every week you know, and talk about how much money that he's not willing to spend. Because as sports fans, we don't ha- we don't need to care about how much billionaires are crying poor. I'm sorry, I don't care. I'm not a billionaire. I, I don't care how much money that he's hemorrhaging. Go throw some more concerts for Drake and make some more if money. You subscribe if you subscribe to Premium, Andy might be a billionaire. <laughs> uh i think that's the general point like it's it's a little bit of uh i think lake up has done a very good job i think the pr team in the last few years has done a very good job of keeping him out of the spotlights and making sure that he said all the right things uh, for some reason it feels like in the last year they've kind of just let him loose and uh he's kind of doing you, know, you remember when he said his light years comment sam have they, uh, let him, that, have they let him loose or has he broken loose is this a uh <laughs> Is this a uh, this isn't a this isn't a uh, Jamichael Hasty situation. This is a this is Derrick Henry just breaking tackles, man. You know, just sometimes it just happens. <laughs> I think yeah, right. Like I think they've had a good hold and kind of kept him out of the spotlight. And then I think in the last year or so, Lakeup's just been you know what? I'm just it's my team. I get to say whatever I want, and you know this is where we're at, right? So I for I formation just lay down a block, Ritter. I'm gonna fucking go for that. So yes. <laughs> I don't, know why, I don't know why I've enjoyed this analogy, but oh man! Hey, now that I'm the host, I'm gonna bring on guys. Uh, let's see here. Hopefully, you're good now. I am right. good. I think I just needed to exit the app and restart it. So hopefully, you know. Oh, I'm praying. The Steve Nash picture. I know. Brian, I like man. the Steve Nash pick. What's up? What's up? So my question is: the Warriors basically have four of the five positions that closing lineups locked in. If Wiggins takes the shot, obviously it's Steph. Clay, Wiggins, Draymond. Who do you think the fifth guy is going to be? I think it's either OPJ, Poole, or JTA. Who would you put in the fifth spot? I love Ooh. the question. So the the lame hedge answer is depends on the matchup. <laughs> but like for the purpose of the exercise, I'm going to ride with man. I want I want Otto Porter Jr. and Jordan Poole in the closing lineup. That's that's my that's my light years plan. Six players. Uh, See, I was gonna say you got those six out there. What the, what <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so Otto Otto fits the big wing, who's a small ball four next to Draymond, pretty well if he's healthy. But like Jordan Poole also kind of fits what the Warriors need, which is a player who can put the ball on the floor when a closeout comes. Mm, I'm gonna I'm. How about Andre Iguodala? All right, I think I actually. Oh, you just you just want to run it back. You 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 really are a forever Giants fan. You just <laughs> just want to get you know get, give give the Kings Wiseman. You get Harrison Barnes back just so you can run back the oldies and the goodies. <laughs> I <laughs> okay. I don't know who you go with. I got a little bit of a shocker here for the people, but here's what I think. I'm going with what you're going with. I'm going with Jordan Poole, and I'm going with Otto Porter. Because I think Porter is going to be healthy and have a good season. I think he's better player than Wiggins. I'm sitting Wiggins. Like I, I think you give me the offensive creativity of Steph hey, and Jordan Wiggs, Poole. 
Honestly, Wiggs might be sitting himself for 41 games. <laughs> like, I, this decision might not be in his hands. Like, Steve's, Steve and Kenny and, and coaching staff might not, be able, might not even need to make a decision. It's just – but, I, hey, I, but here's the thing. I think they need pull shooting. They need pull's creativity off the bounce because outside of stuff, they don't have any. They need auto porter shooting because auto porter's dead eye, 40%. Andrew Wiggins is not. Right. And I don't think Andrew Wiggins is this spectacular defender that they need him on the floor. And he doesn't get to the rim enough to where I think that they need him on the floor either. So if Otto Porter is going to be a guy that could shoot 40% from three, get him out there. If he can play small ball four, leave him out there. And then you can have Jordan Poole and you can kind of live with Steph and Jordan Poole at the one and the two. I, I, I close it out with those five guys. Andy, let me ask you a question because I posed this one on Twitter. Obviously, the two best shooters on the team are Steph and Clay. Don't think anyone's debating that point. Is Otto Porter the third best shooter on this team? Oh, yeah, easily. I mean, just by the numbers, better, right? Just easily. Better than Damian Lee. Better than uh, Jordan Poole. Better than Bielitsa. You might have a good point on Bielitsa. That might be one. But from what I've seen in his career, the guy's almost a 40% three-point shooter for his career. He might actually be a not almost. for his he's career. Well, he's He's well, he's well over 40 on his career. Um, like, like that is, that is unreal. Just so we're clear, 40.2% on his career. And when you look at the short list of players over 6'8", he's like top five for three-point percentage. Like, it's like him. It's like KD. It's like Dirk. Like, I mean, obviously those guys are more than just shooters. But, like, there's just not a lot of guys his size who are as automatic as he is. So... I think your point stands. I think, I think, you know, obviously Otto, there's questions about his health, but like that guy's healthy. He is a hell of a player. Hell of a player. Um, Jordan Poole is probably the third best scorer, right? Uh, Of that three, but, but Otto Porter. Yeah. I mean, I think you just need those two guys uh, closing, closing the lineup. It's not going to happen. Otto Porter is probably going to sit or Poole. Actually, no, Poole is probably going to sit if Porter's playing well. Right, and in, in those situations. But anyway, let's I'm gonna bring on the next guy. Shamir. I love new callers. Love it. What's up, y'all? So What's up, man, man? Um, we've been seeing a lot of news about like the fifteenth roster spot. You know, you got uh GP two, um, Avery Bradley, uh IT. Luckily, Quinn Cook didn't come back. So who do you guys think would be the best option for who we were looking at and how big of an impact do you think that person can have on our success? I like the question. Um, I'm actually kind of ex- – so this is probably the thing I'm most excited to see in preseason because let's be real. We all – like I know what GP2 looks like right now because I watch him in summer league. Um, I watched him at the end of last year. He, ha- he obviously hasn't any physical setbacks. I don't know what Avery Bradley – uh, you know, Darren Collison, I, I guess he's kind of out the window. Um, Isaiah Thomas, like, I, I don't know what those guys look like. I know what they used to look like. I don't know where they're at right now. So I'm just kind of, I'm just curious uh, to see what those guys look like. Because, like, sure, if IT or Avery Bradley are fully healthy, they're probably better players than uh, GP2. But, like, it might not be 2018 anymore. <laughs> you know, it might be done for those guys. Uh, I, I agree. Um, the one thing is also, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit confused as to why they're not bringing in bigs. 
Um, and, and maybe they are, Sam, correct me, but like, I, like, look, for average, I, Marquise Chris, right? The joke writes itself. It's not like he was a great player for the Warriors, but he showed some signs that he could be a good backup five. So I'm a little bit curious why they aren't bringing him back. I'm also curious why they just aren't bringing more vet big uh, bigs back to try out um, to see where they're at because Wiseman's not starting the season. And if he is, he's not going to be ready to play winning basketball. So why, why not bring in someone there, right? Unless you think that you're going to start the season with Draymond playing 25 minutes at five, which I'm all in for if you want to win games. It's great, but and Steve's not ever shown the propensity to do that. So I, I want to see a big back there. I'm with you. Avery Bradley, yeah, but he might be washed. IT, yeah, but he might be washed. Gary Payne Jr. is probably your best bet, right? Because he's going to bring the best. He's like Juan Toscano Anderson, but in point guard form, right? Like he kind of, he knows how to play basketball. Can't shoot, but maybe he can make a couple threes uh, uh, to, to to keep himself on the floor, and he's a great defender. Yeah, so, so I, I think he's probably your best bet. Just to answer the mentions, they're they're saying Marquise Chris is with Portland. Um, it I don't think Andy doesn't know that he's wondering why they there didn't sign him. So I think they I think they think they can find a two way big on the cheap who can give them some minutes, whereas a two way ball handler is a lot harder. So, uh, shout out Nico Mannion, you know, so, um, that's my guess on why they went that route. Maybe they're wrong. Maybe they are, but like the last few years they've prioritized big over ball handler and gone two way with the ball handler and it hasn't exactly worked. So. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right. Let's keep it. Let's rip through. Let's rip through the last few. We got a few minutes here. Hey, Ricky. Hey, what's up guys? How are you doing? Good brother. What's I'm up, good. man? I know that Nathan came on earlier and talked about um, this whole um, Wiggins thing. I actually did ask uh, TK a similar question for his summer mailbag earlier. And he's, he thinks the Warriors um, uh, would rather ha- have him sit 41 games. Um, I'm sure Laika might be willing to do that because, you know, he's trying to save money all the time. And but <laughs> I, th- I think... Uh, what I think what really maybe is a final straw for like a, if something did happen, you know, maybe Wiggins gets step sick and it kind of burns the whole season down. Um, I think that's kind of where maybe his um, kind of his like his breaking point would be. So what do you guys think? About where the breaking point would be? Yeah, for um, like, you know, Wiggins, Wiggins not being vaxxed. I don't know that it's that complicated, honestly. I like I, I just don't. If if he can't play half the games, then the front office has to make a determination to move in a different direction. You know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 pretty it's pretty common sense. Like the Warriors aren't going to publicly say it, but I feel like privately they're like, "All right, man. I mean, what if he can only play half the games? That's kind of a problem, you know? Like, what are we supposed to do with that, right? Uh, so that's the- I would I would be shocked. Yeah, I, I just would be shocked if it. If it gets to that, yeah, it, I, I think it's just a whole bunch of. This is probably who do you think leaked the story, Sam? Maybe not leaked, but who do you think told them to to make to write this story? You, you think you think maybe coaching staff got fed up with this stuff and just like guys, Wiggins, we got a week left before trading camp. Let's come on, right? Like I, it does I, feel I, like it does feel like a front office leak. Yeah, it does. It does feel like a bro. We're not doing this all camp. Come on. <laughs> What are we doing here? Uh, let's keep moving. Dylan, what's up, man? Not much. How are y'all doing? I'm good, good brother. Good, good. So my thing is sort of about the Wiggins thing too. So 
a couple things. One is Sam kind of mentioned this earlier. It sounds like the other California teams aren't going to be down with it either. So we're not really talking about 41 games. We're talking about more like closer to 50 when you include the New York teams also that are, you know, not going to, not going to be down with it. So just in the like awful worst case, unlikely scenario, like you said, guys said that that happens. Do you think there's any way the NBA will actually offer us cap relief? In which case Joe Lacob actually <laughs> wants this to happen. <laughs> that's all i wanted to say that is funny um as you can see the nba is having a hard time getting the union to agree to full vaccination which is the real issue going on i feel like the more the pressure applies here maybe more will reach towards like you gotta get vaccinated but whatever um uh the on. nfl is cool. uh cer- certainly does it differently but yeah hey john yo uh, who cares if Wiggins doesn't play? I mean, most of us don't even like him. And I'd rather have Kaminga get minutes anyway, so screw him. He wants to miss 40 games? Great. We just got 40 games of prime development time for Jonathan Kaminga. Great. That's his replacement anyway. Good riddance. Right? And do we need to trade him? I don't know. Maybe they'll want to give us John Wall for him. But there's our point guard. Their salaries are almost as freaking you know, like, oh, might as well, right? We're, we're screwed anyways, or who really cares, right? Maybe, that, like they said, maybe we'll get a Trevor Bauer, like, administrative leave situation because he won't get the fifth shot. We can't play him in the city. I don't know. <laughs> but let's look at the positive, right? Development time for Wiggins. That'll be very helpful, and we'll know right away if he's a hitter or not. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, that, that's, that's great. That's right. That's right. Mick Walter with ending it the perfect way, which is look at the bright side. No Wiggins, we get to watch Kaminga. So wake up once. I say we get out of here. (laughs) All right, brother. Thanks, everyone. Get out of here. Appreciate all of you. We'll be back.